Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Domain Masters, the longest-running podcast where we teach you to be the master of your domain. Master of your domain. We discuss domains from many different perspectives, including the legal rights of owners and trademark holders, domain values, and monetization strategies. We show you how to utilize domains to drive traffic to your business so you can gain favorable search engine rankings. We discuss power tools of the trade with the power players of the industry every week right here on Domain Masters. Please welcome your host, Victor Fitz. Well, welcome everyone. Welcome to Domain Masters. This uh, you're listening to Domain Masters on WebmasterRadio.fm. My name is Victor Pitts, and I'm your your host. Uh, tonight, we're privileged to be joined by two uh, of the industry icons, uh, both uh, Monty Khan and Michael Birkins, who are, are both uh, with Right of the Dot. That's their company, RightOfTheDot.com. Uh, a little bit about them. Uh, first of all, Monty Khan. He's the uh, founder of of Moniker.com, uh, uh, former president of the company. He has uh, actually uh, managed, uh, you know, uh, 160 or so registrars when he was with Moniker and Snap Names. He was also uh, led the industry in innovation through uh, uh, domain sales, domain monetization through a, f- a product they used to call Traffic Club uh, that was quite innovative. Uh, his his probably his biggest contribution is just uh, increasing the awareness of of domain value throughout the industry, and and that industry is larger than just just the domain investor industry. So. Monty is someone that has certainly helped to grow uh, the industry's uh, awareness of, of domain name values and, uh, and, and his uh, leadership in the industry in the aftermarket uh, area has been uh, especially noteworthy. Um, Michael Birkins is uh, someone that the entire industry looks at as, as being um, you know, one of the uh, the gurus of the industry, someone who uh, has both a legal background and business background. Uh, he he founded Worldwide Media back in uh, 1997 and owns and manages uh, an investment port- portfolio at Worldwide Media. He uh, also owns a uh, an organization called uh, Most Wanted Domains that uh, is responsible for tens of millions of domain sales, uh, both in the, uh, the business and the domain community. He's a, uh, a leading blogger and, uh, and thought leader within the industry and and of course uh, both of them have uh, pulled their talent and are, are now working together with an organization called right of the dot uh, which is is referring specifically to the TLDs, and uh, I, I know that uh, all of us have been uh, putting in some hours here, uh, certainly today and and and, and time before that. But uh, today was the big reveal with ICAN, where ICAN announced uh, who the applicants were um, for the new TLDs. So. Uh, with uh, no further d- uh, delay, I'm going to go ahead and introduce uh, and welcome to Domain Masters uh, once again, uh, Monty Khan and Michael Birkins. Hello, guys. Hey, how you doing? 
Hey, Victor, good to be back on the show, and uh, nice to nice to hear your voice. <laughs> I was just about to say the same for you too, Monty. <laughs> well, first of all, uh, you know, appreciate you guys being on the show. But uh, let's let's just get uh, b- before we get into the thing about ICANN, um One or both of you, tell us about Ride of the Dot and and where you guys, uh, what service it is that you provide uh, to the marketplace. Well, I'll I'll start, and then Michael can uh, kick in, but. Um, we felt uh, a couple years ago when we saw the future of what would be happening to the right of the dot uh, in the new domain extension arena that uh, our combined experience and help and uh, foresight can really help some of the new registries and new registry operators and some of the new players in the game have a successful extension launch, have uh, good visibility and good marketing uh, to uh, successfully compete with that extension given the fact that there will be not only 22 extensions as there are currently but – possibly, and as we know now, several hundred to even several thousand over the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, some of our services include marketing and sales for the new GTLDs. We also do work in the existing TLD space, CCTLDs and IDNs. We provide brand protection and strategic analysis for registries, registrars, and corporations. Uh, we help with new and existing TDL or TLD brokerage and auction strategies, corporate expansion and growth planning, domain investment and development, mergers and acquisition um, help. And in the new world of what's going to be happening with um, competing strings, we're launching a new service that will help with the negotiations and the um, basically mediation services that will help bring competing applicants together and hopefully find common ground and and create mergers and um, cooperative um, companies where they can actually work together instead of um, going to auction. And so we're going to be launching that service um, um, early next week as well. Wow. Michael, do you have anything to add to that? Uh uh, no, I just think Monty spelled it out fairly well. <laughs> right. Well, so Michael, let me ask the the, the next question then for you. Um, and one of the things Monty just uh, just touched on um, was the the service that you're, you're providing to those competing applications. And and I know that uh, today um, there was um, you know well it was after decades of planning and six months of accepting applications and two months of delays announcing who the applicants were, um, was uh, the big reveal anticlimactic for you? I don't think it was anticlimactic at all. I think it was uh, somewhat tempered by um, announcements with people outing themselves uh, in uh, respect to what extensions they applied for once the TAS system finally closed. And no other applications could be submitted. You found some of these larger uh, organizations coming out and basically outing themselves to say what stuff they had applied for. So instead of getting all of the, the news in one day, we had several hundred uh, extensions announced prior to today. But I think it was still a pretty interesting and exciting day and still pretty much an overwhelming amount of, uh, of data to sort of go through. And right, still, right. Still trying to... Uh, decipher all of it. Well, I, I know the feeling there. I've already started the process of categorizing and, and sorting and lining them up myself. Were there any surprises for any of the applications uh, in your your opinion? Any surprises th- for you? I think we are both surprised to see uh, Google go for 101 extensions um, and many of them being generic strings. Uh, obviously, they see the future in the expansion of the Internet. 
Um, so they're going after such things as dot fun and dot wow and um, and um, I think uh, uh, dot uh, or I think it's LOL um, and others. Um, we see um, a lot of competing applicants um, with clients that uh, that we've you know started discussions and, and working with. So uh, you know for us we're we're going to be um, you know picking and choosing who we're going to be working with and finding the right matches for us. Um, there there I think the other surprise and Michael can expand on this is that. We're surprised that a lot more corporations didn't go after their strings. Uh, that was the real big hype in the beginning, and then when the reveal came out, you know, it, only a handful, you know, a large handful of companies actually went after their strings um, instead of uh, you know several hundred brands. Mm-hmm. Um, so the majority of the players are you know either cities, municipalities, or um, IDNs. Of course, was a we knew that was coming for the IDN market, but um, a lot of um, keyword generics. There was. Uh, I remember Rod Bergstrom had uh, indicated there was 230 competing uh, applications, uh, competing meaning for the for the same uh, domain TLD, um, and that affected a, a total of uh, I think he said 751. Um, individual applicants so what would be the process of of uh de- determining how this i know that there is a, it's a system or a process some one is they they talk amongst themselves but then there's other resolution what are the uh the various uh, resolution processes in place to to help these guys uh settle up on who's actually going to be um, getting the tld and and kind of expand upon the 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 types of things that you can do for them in that area well, there's certain things that are, certain, are going to have to take place before they even get to that standpoint. So right now, ICANN's going to start to vet the applications to make sure that um, they are in compliance with the rules and requirements and that, that the applicants filled it out properly and could, you know, provided all the information that was required. It's a very extensive application, very detail-oriented has a lot of, uh, you know, it's not a standardized form that just can get filled out. It's a, it, take, it took around four days for an application to be submitted. So it's pretty detailed. So that is going to take place for a period of time. So now we're going to assume for the purposes of this discussion that all of the applicants who applied are qualified and got through that application process without a problem, which, you know, going back to your earlier question, you know, were, were there any surprises for you? One of the surprises for me this morning was uh, Rod Beckstrom chatting prior to releasing the list, talking about uh, – he made the statement. You know, imagine if, you know, three-quarters of these applications actually get approved, meaning that, in his opinion, there is a substantial likelihood that a lot of these applications are going to fail for mm-hmm. one reason or another – I think a lot of people haven't really considered that into the, the factor that some of these applications just aren't going to make the cut for whatever reason. But you know, once once you determine that you have an application and that there are five or six or eight other applicants for it, you know, it's uh, you know in everybody's interest to possibly avoid an auction that could easily run into the millions and possibly tens of millions of dollars just to obtain the string. Um, so that is the motivating factor in parties coming together and working out uh, deals. Uh, and there's many, many permeations how those deals can look, uh, where the applicants combine with other applicants. The amount of applicants may shrink. You may not 
know, you know, if there's eight applicants, all eight may not agree to go in one direction, but four or five might. Mm-hmm. You know, narrowing it down to you know a group of five versus a group of three, there's a lot of variables. So yeah. there um, is it's going to be some time. As I think that uh, Rod had uh, indicated that probably Q1 of, of 2013 uh, before they finished the, the, the first batch. And uh, so it's going to be some time, um, whether that number gets improved upon or, or, or you know, slips, uh, which, you know, has happened in, in the past. So it's going to be some time before any of these registries uh, and that's what they are. These applicants will become registries. Have uh, are going to be earning any sort of revenue to offset um, the cost, the cost outlay that they have uh, put out uh, from the, the pre-application process all the way through to the point where they're actually ready to launch for business. So it's going to be a while before they make any kind of money. So with that being said, I know it's pretty customary uh, for the registries uh, for a variety of reasons, some which you can expand upon, uh, look to sell some of their premium uh, domain names as they're launching to the market. So is is that a good idea for the registries to do that? And uh, um, can you talk a little bit about the premium domain name sales for new registries? We, we believe that um, it is a good idea. If, if we know that that particular registry is going to be the winner of the string, um, there's very creative ways that a registry can create money by um, having a kind of a founder's program and selling um, some of their premium names to um, highest bidders or very strategic partners um, that can help generate revenue and awareness and publicity for them. Uh, that's a little bit some of the things that Dot Triple X did, as you know, uh, Victor, uh, when they launched, and some other strings have done that in the past. Um, as you know, that we, when I ran Moniker, we also were involved in pre-launch auctions for Dot Moby and Dot Me, which helped build awareness of domain names before they actually went to land rush and general release. Um, so those are some other things that can be done. Um, you're right; um, the process is probably going to take some time. There's a contentious period. There's um, there's this approval period by ICANN. There's a, a period for people to work out their deals together, um, and um, there, there's objection. Yeah, there's objections uh, period. We're probably not going to see any new um, TLDs until the end of 2013 or 2014. Um, so there's a lot of expense, marketing, employment to do um, you know, for, for these registries to pay for. And so there's going to have to be some ways to generate some funds. That's an area, of course, that, that we specialize in and we can help. And so for the right strings, it makes sense. For, for some strings, it may not make sense. It depends what the business model is, and that's another area that we help out with with some of the new registries. On that note, we're going to take a real quick break off of some commercials. And uh, when we return, we're going to have more from uh, Monty and Michael uh, from rightofthedot.com as we talk about the new GTLDs after the big reveal today. Domain Masters will be back after this short break. Stay tuned. Join the thousands of search and social media marketers at one of the largest events of the year, SES San Francisco 2012, August 13th through the 17th. Learn more at sesconference.com. SES San Francisco 2012 kicks off three days of sessions with a keynote presentation by Google digital marketing evangelist Avinash Kaushik, speaking about business optimization in a digital age. Check out daily Meet the Expert roundtables where you can take part in intimate and informative discussions with industry icons. 
and over 70 sessions, a crowded expo floor, on-site training at the ClickZ Academy, the big search engine watch eliminator, goodbye, and webmasterradio.fm search bash, and you'll have SES San Francisco 2012, August 13th through the 17th. Register for SES San Francisco 2012 today by clicking on the banner ads from the webmasterradio.fm website or go now to SESConference.com. How far do your ads reach? You don't have to fly around the world for the right consumers and clients to find your business. What you need is profit through performance. Location 3 Media helps you to increase your brand's findability and performance. Let Location 3 Media help you create efficient and effective online marketing campaigns that fit your needs and get you results. We know every click starts a journey. Where will your brand be on the path? Visit Location3Media.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Blog, blog, blog. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're the talk of the town. WebmasterRadio.fm. Thanks for listening. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. We're back with more Domain Masters, where we teach you to be the master of your domain. Master of your domain. Here's Victor Pitts. Welcome back to Domain Masters. Again, this is Victor Pitts. You're listening to Domain Masters on WebmasterRadio.fm. Uh, we're joined tonight by uh, two of the industry's uh, icons, uh, both Monty Khan as well as Michael uh, Birkins, uh, both with uh, RightOfTheDot.com. And, and we're discussing the, uh, uh, the big reveal, uh, which is the uh, name or the, the handle that was given to uh, uh, the unveiling of the new uh, GTLD applicants uh, by ICANN. And um, there was a total of 19, uh, uh, 1,930 uh, applicants that uh, are in the process of be, or being processed at this stage that did not ask for refunds. Um, and and uh, so we now know who they are. So we're going to resume our, our conversation now with uh, Monty and Michael. You guys still there? We are still here. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. Well, before we we broke, uh, Monty, you had uh, just went into talking about uh, uh, why it is good for the, the, some of the reasons why it is good for the registries uh, to sell some of their premium uh, domain names. And again, it kind of sets a, a market, uh, helps with the market awareness, uh, and as well as the the revenue aspect as well. What's the uh, what is the best mechanism for selling? domains with new TLDs. Uh, I know that some people think that uh, you, know, you, you, you put them in an auction and publicize the auction and, and the buyers will come. Is, is that the way you would suggest doing it? 
No, I think it's I think it's a blended mix of of how you want to handle depending on what the domain name is and what the ultimate goal is. Um, I think that um, we we suggest a um, kind of a blended recipe of success with both private transactions with very strategic end users um, who will give the extension or the domain name uh, the most publicity, and therefore that publicity will bleed over to uh, the registry and the and the TLD in general and help give it marketing and and. And PR, which is something that a lot of the new TLDs are going to need, especially in this delay period before they actually go live. Um, in some other cases where you know there's a big domain name that, that's going to have a lot of interest from multiple parties, um, an auction, either private or public auction, might make sense. And um, that would create you know the most excitement and inertia and the highest bidder could win in that particular case as well. Um, Obviously, there's um, a very unique strategy to let certain um, good domain names out during land rush um, and not hold back all the premium domain names. We're a big believer in letting some of those good names out um, in land rush so that it creates excitement with the general community and, and, and the target audience, and they have a chance of picking up um, you know, a, a premium or a sub-premium domain name for, for a better value rather than paying h- highest dollar for it, and that creates more – um, more land rush at the door for new registrations. Um, we also believe that you shouldn't sell all the premium names all at one time or even in the first year or even a couple of years that strategically selling domain names over anniversary periods of land rush and where there's the most registrations and when those renewals come up, it makes sense to sell another domain name and, and keep the awareness and the value of the registry up. So there's lots of different strategies and we work with our clients to build out the right strategy um, select the right reserve list of names, given what that strategy is, and then contact the end users and work with the right auction houses, private and public brokers to fulfill that particular initiative and that need for the registry. I know that for for registries that are trying to uh, establish themselves in the marketplace, um, and, and they certainly are looking for uh, referenceable sites, sites that they can point to and say, see, see, here what people are doing with uh, our TLD. Uh, so registries uh, is, is nothing new, uh, and I'm sure it's going to continue on. Registries uh, both want to sell these premium names, but also would want to see them developed. How how much of more of a challenge is it for you to uh, find buyers uh, for names when when registries put requirements on that the name must be developed and, and and how successful or enforceable has that actually been in your eyes in the past? Well, I, as yeah, I, I, th- I think you know the two questions combined with with these new registries and the time delay before they go live. You know the the founders program where they do you know restrict them to be developed sites, you know, once they do go live, but being able to start selling names, you know, before the go live goes, you know, to have mm-hmm. pre-commitments on sales at certain dollar figures um, through a founder's program is going to help a lot of these registries uh, sort of make it through the time frame until they do go live because there is quite a bit of time between now and then. And and what they can do, Victor, obviously, is they can put in terms in the agreements that they agree to have it as a live site, has it have it as a lead site for their corporation um, or for their initiative. Um, we believe the domainer community is going to play a big role in a lot of these as well. So, you know, obviously, a lot of the domainers aren't going to do a lot of development. So, there's again a, a, a suite 
kind of recipe or mix that will be successful. Some will be a combination of domainers and end users, and some will be a lot of end users committing to bring up websites and make them their lead sites and put that PR and that publicity around their sites. You know, if you know that, for example, if Google, you know, wins several of these extensions, you can almost bet or be assured that Google is going to put, you know, some energy behind promoting the use of dot YouTube or the dot or, or the use of dot Google or the use of dot um, fun, if that's what they're going to go with. And they might do advertisements on TV. They're going to make people well aware that the, the dot fun um, extension exists and that people should get it, um, you know, if they're going to open that up to the public, which we don't know yet. But um, that's just some examples. Yeah, I think I think the media companies, which wound up sort of being a mixed bag, I think, from the perspective of who applied and didn't apply, would you know greatly enhance the awareness of the general public to the existence of the right of the dot extensions. So, um, to the extent that some of these media companies that did go out and uh, apply for their uh, right of the dot extension, uh, CBS, uh, ABC. Uh, Fox uh, all seems to have applied for their uh, matching right of the data extension. If they, you know, use it uh, to advertise their television programs, you know, and use it, you know, to to promote their own products on on their station, that's going to help a great deal in getting awareness to the right of the dot. Right, and then and then one last thing, Victor, as you saw, there's um, there's a handful of um, geo, uh, both regional TLDs and also city names. Obviously, it's going to be up to those communities, those cities, that, that city leadership to make sure that the community around that city or the population around that city knows that that extension is available. And I think it's, it, it really puts a lot of um, responsibility and accountability on them to make sure that they promote .Miami, for example, or .NYC or .London so that plumbers and service people, plumbers and lawyers and doctors could have that as part of their extension um, instead of having obscure .com names where they weren't able to get decent um, names in that extension. If they're part of a community in a city, the city's going to help promote the use of those type particular terms and offer new opportunities for premium names or better names to be available to local-based businesses, services, and community-type um, 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 operations and organizations so that they're um, using the use of those particular city names. So uh, I have... One one little sidebar question here I'd like to ask before I, I go in kind of a wrap-up question. But, Michael, this might be for, for you because I know that you follow, um, you know, various uh, dispute um, cases and, and so forth from, from your, you know, legal perspective and from, you know, your blog sites you report on them. You, do do uh, you have any concerns regarding the new ROAR agreements that are being drawn up not only for these new TLDs but they're wanting to uh, – put into place with the existing TLDs upon the, the renewal of their contracts? Like specifically the, the, the takedown policies or dispute policies that's in place. Right. Well, I think there's, there's several things that at work. I mean, the, 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 new, the new GTLDs have a whole new set of rules for, um, uh, for suspension and takedown, the uniform rapid suspension, which only applies to new extensions, which is sort of like a UDRP, except it's much cheaper and decisions are much quicker and the amount of material that you can submit to defend your domain is a lot smaller. It's quite limited, actually. Mm-hmm. So um, that's going to be a huge change. Uh, that combined with what we would perceive to be low typo traffic going to new extensions should you know, make 
So cyber squatting of um, new extensions fairly uh, non-existent, or it certainly isn't commercially practicable. Excellent. Well, you guys have been uh, fantastic on the show. And before I get to my, my closing question, do you have anything else that you want to interject that was big about today or that the listeners should know about uh, rightofthedot.com? I think that's you know the other you know one of the other interesting things is it's obvious it's obvious to see you know how many duplicate applications there are for the same string, but I think applicants also need to be aware that they may be competing in the same vertical or in the same market even once they win a string. For example, uh, there is multiple applicants uh, for dot law. There's an application for dot law lawyer. There is a dot legal. There's a dot attorney. And there's a .esq, which is Esquire, which uh, attorneys typically put at the end of their name when they practice. So, you know, theoretically, you may have a winner of a .law uh, going into business to compete for the lawyer market, possibly against the .legal, a .attorney, and a .esquire. There also was an application for a .lawyer, but we would expect that ICANN wouldn't allow a .law and a .lawyer, maybe too similar. But uh, there, there may be competition within verticals, even within the new extensions, which would make, you know, is another challenge for these new registries. That's a good point because they said that when they actually start reviewing the applications, there's two parts of it that they're looking at. One is the uh, qualifications of the applicant. Uh, where they look into their, you know, their financial capabilities, uh, their um, uh, technical abilities, you know, all the things it would take to to run the business. And then the second part is is the uh, the name that they're looking for. And and you're right with all these, com- you know, similar type of uh, TLD strings. Um, it, it you it's not just the uh, the same applicants within a particular or unique string, but similar ones too. That, that could cause, you know, applications to be pulled. Right. And, Victor, um, just, just some comments and some, some, some advice as well. And I've, I've made some comments on some of the blogs, as has of Mike. Um, there's a lot of skepticism around the domain community about what this all means. And it's very easy to poo-poo this, this new expansion of the Internet and always thinking that .com is going to be king. But it's very clear if you look at the applicants and who's playing in the games now and how well they're financially backed, I mean, we're not talking about small players now. We're talking about large corporations and well-backed former domain operation people. Um, For example, Donuts is run by four leaders of other registry and registrar operation groups, um, Paul Stahora and and, uh, uh, John Nevitt was with NSI and Paul Stahora started Enom and uh, um, Daniel Schindler, um, of course, started Central Nick. Um, these guys have come together. They are applying for 307 of these. They would not be throwing their money down the drain unless they thought there was a future in these. That's just one example. Everybody's, of course, heard about Frank Schilling applying for 54. And uh, he, of course, is extremely well-backed and, uh, and very fluid in cash and doesn't expect to lose many of them in his, in his process. And um, um, several huge registries and registrar uh, former operators are all involved. And, of course, Google going after 101 extensions, most of which are generics. This is what I, I assimilate to um, the Internet moving off of, uh, off of Web.10 to Web.20. And except this is we're, we're kind of moving into Web.30 very fast. And um, everyone who's kind of 
all the naysayers out there that doesn't think you know many of these are be successful, you may be right. But there are going to be probably twenty percent of these that are going to be very successful, have a a good community use and a good um, reach out marketing program that's going to attract a lot of users. And we also have to keep in mind that the internet is expanding. Um, extremely fast worldwide into third world countries and to other communities that aren't in existence today. One example of a TLD that's probably going to be very successful is Dot Africa, for example, which is um, has very low online traffic and, and acceptance today, but they have huge initiatives to build infrastructure in these these cities and countries within Africa that are going to bring people online very much and very fast. And of course, we look at Asia and China and some of the other markets. And if you look at the at the number of dollars that have just been invested just in the application fees alone, we're close to $500 million just in application fees. Imagine the amount of money that are going to be put into marketing, technology, systems, operations, employees, tools, um, there's lots of opportunity and upside for the entire community, a lot of publicity and PR coming to our industry that's going to ultimately be very positive for the dot-com community as well as the rest of the extensions in my opinion. So here is my closing question for the two of you, and it's real quick and easy. And it's just to pick a number on a scale of, of you know, one to ten, one being – the this this event today um, on, on the registry of everything that's ever happened on the internet uh, at one it has no significance whatsoever is is a very low uh, low event um, to being the ten being the most important event that's ever happened in terms of of the internet so where does this thing rank in your mind um, this evolution of of the internet either one of you throw a number out I, I would I would go with with an, an eight. I was gonna. I was gonna say the same thing. Okay. I. I think. I think it's extremely significant when you see who is putting money behind these things. I think it's. It's. It's pretty significant to see who are believers in this expansion, and um, it's hard to. It's hard to minimize it. It. It really is. If you look at the players and you look at the communities and you look at the the new extension applicants, it's pretty hard to say. Oh, this doesn't really mean much. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some there's some pretty big players and a lot of dollars coming into the space as a result of this, and even if we end up with a couple hundred out of the 1,900 applications, it's a huge move. It's a it's a very positive move overall for our industry, and I think it I think it validates and substantiates the um, the domain name world um, pretty pretty much. Right. Absolutely. Let's let's not forget this is just the first round. Yes. There are promised future rounds where. You know, hundreds or thousands of more TLDs will be applied for. I think they said the gating factor is no more than a thousand new on the uh, root zone um, per year. Per, per, per year. year. That's right. and that's the agreement now. And that's just because of their comfort level. Once they see how it goes, their comfort level may increase or decrease. But a, a thousand a year is a thing. So out of nineteen hundred or so applications, even when you take out the duplicates and so forth, you, you still have plus a thousand. So it's it's going to be a, a year before those guys roll out before we get to the next one. But you're right. It's it's the tip of the iceberg. And uh, many, many more changes to, to come, and as this industry continues to uh, to evolve, I, I want to uh, uh, close by thanking you both for uh, taking the time to uh, uh, update our listeners on um, on the the big reveal, and also uh, bringing them up to date on the right of the dot. How can they get in touch with you if they have further uh, questions regarding your services or or anything that you discussed today? 
Um, you can visit our website at uh, www.rightofthedot.com. Um, info at rightofthedot.com is our email. And uh, um, our phone number is uh, 954-288-6810. And uh, you can contact us there as well. Mike Monty, I appreciate you being on Domain Masters once again. We appreciate the time. Thank you, Victor. Nice to be back. Thanks, Monty. You're doing a great job, by the way. (laughs) Appreciate it. All right, folks, you listen to another episode of Domain Masters, a show where you learn to be the master of your domain. My name is Victor Pitts. I'm your host. You're listening to Domain Masters on webmasterradio.fm. You can listen to archive versions of uh, this this show, uh, both on uh, webmasterradio.fm. They have a section there for uh, Domain Master archives, as well as you can go to iTunes and, and get Domain Masters right off from iTunes. So thanks again for listening. Come back next week for another episode episode of Domain Masters. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.